It is a blessing to be here at your church. My name is Father Joseph Aitona from the Fathers of Mercy, and I am here to preach your Rosary Congress, which actually started already with Eucharistic Adoration and will continue throughout the week till Friday. Now, the Fathers of Mercy, my religious community, we are missionary preachers. We're located in South Union, Kentucky. South Union has a population of about 50. So I'm pretty excited to be in Baltimore this week. Now, what does a Rosary Congress have to do with you? What does it have to do with me as the missionary sent? Well, it's very simple. I'm here to remind each and every single one of you of your life's goal getting to heaven. Now, if I were to ask you how often you thought of heaven within this past day, or this past week, or maybe even this past month, God willing, it's more than once. Hopefully that's why you're here in this basilica right now, not simply because it's part of a commandment or because your parents are forcing you to, but because you love God and you want to go to heaven. If heaven isn't any better than our life here on earth, why even work at getting there? Why even go to church every week? You know, I'm blessed as a missionary. I, I go all around the world preaching. I was actually in Australia several years ago. And usually if there is a school attached to the church, I like to go into the classrooms and ask the students questions about heaven to see what they know. And after I ask a series of questions, they'll ask questions right back at me and they'll say, Father, if you're talking about heaven, I want to know whether my dog, Spot, will be there when I get there. I want to know if I'll be able to play my favorite sports, basketball, football, soccer. Someone actually asked me, will there be high waves to surf on in heaven? Will I be able to eat my favorite food, they ask. Usually at that age, it's pizza. And I think the most important question during those grades, will I be able to see and talk to my loved ones who have passed before me in heaven, such as my great-grandfather? And all of these are good questions. Hopefully you know the answers to these questions. If not, it's okay. I'm here to help. But before we talk about heaven, it is necessary to talk about the surest way to get there. That is a fail-safe, guaranteed path to eventually get to our destination of heaven. There is no better way to get to heaven than devotion to the Eucharist. Devotion to the Eucharist is the best way to get to heaven because it is devotion to Jesus himself. The same Jesus that walked on this earth about 2,000 years ago is the exact same Jesus currently in this tabernacle. The same Christ who died on the cross and rose from the dead will be the exact same Christ that will be present on this altar 
after the words of consecration. The same God who will judge us immediately after we pass from this world will be the exact same God presented to you in Holy Communion in about 30 minutes, depending on how long this homily lasts for. So, Jesus is present, His body, blood, and true human soul. People forget Jesus actually had a human soul. All parts of His humanity that He received in the womb of Mary when she said yes to God through the angel. But when we're talking about the Eucharist, we're not simply talking about His humanity, but also His divinity. Literally what the heavens and the earth cannot contain is within that small sacred post that looks like a piece of bread. You know, speaking about the Eucharist, it reminds me of a story, actually a story of a priest. Father was finishing celebrating Mass and he was putting away the sacred vessels back in the sacristy, such as the chalice and the ciborium. As he was putting away the vessels, he heard some noise outside of his church or his chapel. So he goes to a window, he looks out the window, and what does he see? He sees a gang of men. They're literally burning people's houses down, stealing from stores, and attacking and killing people. He also noticed that that gang of men they were approaching his church. So the first thing Father did after he saw that, he got the key to the tabernacle and he opened the tabernacle to take out the ciborium. The ciborium is what holds the sacred host of the Eucharist. He did not want this gang of men to desecrate the most blessed sacrament. By the way, that's one of the worst sins that anyone can commit. So he takes the Eucharist in the ciborium, and he most likely exits the opposite way that this gang of men, as they were approaching his church. So as he was exiting, he heard a voice, and it was a voice of a woman. And the woman said, Son, you forgot me. So Father probably thought to himself, my mom, she's like 60 miles away. How is it that I could hear someone now? But he didn't want anyone to get hurt, so he goes back into his chapel, his church, and he looks around the pews, but he doesn't see anyone. So maybe he thought to himself he was just hearing something. But as he exits the second time, he hears the voice again. And the woman says, son, do not leave me to your enemies. So as he was hearing the voice, he came quickly back inside and he was looking around and he noticed the statue of Mary talking to him. So Father probably thought to himself, if Mary tells me to do something, I better do it. Well, that's good advice. So he already has the Eucharist in the ciborium in one hand and now he has to get the statue of Mary in his other hand. By the way, the statue of Mary was made out of alabaster, so it was very heavy. So he's holding two objects. He exits his church or his chapel, and he's trying to get to safety from this gang of men. 
Eventually, they spot him or the statue. Usually, a statue of Mary is either white or blue. And they start to chase after him to kill him. So he's trying to get to safety. He's maneuvering around, and eventually he approaches a river. Now the river's current or its streams are very strong. So now he has some choices. He can try to swim across this river, holding this heavy statue of Mary, and most importantly, Jesus in the Eucharist, and most likely drown. Or he could have put the statue of Mary down and or the Blessed Sacrament, and try to swim across with two arms available. Maybe he was an Olympic swimmer before he joined the priesthood, probably not. But he didn't want to put them on the ground because that's the reason why he took them out of the church to begin with, so they wouldn't be desecrated, the statue and the Eucharist. Or he could have just tried to reason with these people, but some people are just unreasonable. So what did he do? Well, I'm sure he said a prayer to Mary, something like, Mother, you told me to take your statue out of the church. I'm about to die, so please help me. Also, I'm sure he said a prayer in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, since he was holding Jesus in the Eucharist in his hand, at least in the Sabor. So guess what happens after that? The river's current, or its streams, completely stop. Obviously, a sign from God. So here he is, Father, crossing the river with this heavy statue of Mary and Jesus in the Eucharist, and thanks be to God, he eventually gets to the other side. And that gang of men, they catch up. They're about to step foot in that river to chase after him and kill him. But what happens? The river's current or its streams begin again. And they're too chicken, but they're too scared to try to chase after Father, knowing they would most likely drown. Now, as much as it may have seemed like I made up that story, that story is a story of a saint. His name is Saint Hyacinth. Saint Hyacinth belonged to the Order of Preachers, also known as the Dominican Order. If you ever see a statue or an image of St. Hyacinth, he will always be holding two objects. One, usually a very large statue of Mary, and two, Jesus in the Eucharist. That was Kiev in Ukraine, the river Napier that he actually walked, he actually walked on the water, by the way. And St. Hyacinth was one of the apostles of Poland in his time. So why do I tell you that story? in the context of a Rosary Congress. Well, obviously, devotion to Mary will help us in terms of keeping us free from evil. Go to Our Lady and she will keep you under her mantle, especially if you pray the Rosary. But most especially, I tell you that story because it's Jesus in the Eucharist that performs miracles in our lives. If you want a miracle happen in your life, offer sacrifice at this altar and offer your communion for a specific intention. That will be the greatest prayer you can do for a miracle. If you want a conversion of a family member or a friend or maybe even a city, 
then pray in reparation in front of the Blessed Sacrament every week for maybe an hour in reparation for their sins. If you want your spouse or your children to become saints, the best way to do that is to have the Eucharist as center in your life. So as I mentioned, we have already started this Rosary Congress with Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Adoration will continue all the way throughout the week till Friday, besides Mass and the preparation of Mass. So I highly recommend that you take advantage of Jesus physically being present here to listen to you and to grant your request. Now along with Adoration, and the extended homily at the evening Mass, Monday through Friday, Father Ricardo from the Father's Mercy, who is with me, Father Ricardo and I will be hearing confessions every day, Monday through Friday, from 5 to 6.30. So if for some reason, maybe you've committed a grave or mortal sin, maybe even in your distant past, and you're too embarrassed to go to Father James, you can just come to us because we're leaving after the week anyways. So you might as well get it all out while, you're, while we're here. Now, along with that, we brought examination of conscience pamphlets. We put them in the back there. I highly recommend that you take one of these and look them over so you can have the best confession of your life. And along with confession and communion, if you spend at least 30 minutes in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, you can receive a plenary indulgence with all the rest of the requirements. You can receive a plenary indulgence where all of the temporal punishment due to sin of your whole life will be wiped away. So again, I highly recommend that you take advantage of this Rosary Congress being here at your Basilica. As St. Mother Teresa has mentioned, there is no other place on earth that you will feel more welcomed. There is no other place on earth that you will feel more loved than the time you spend in front of Jesus in the Eucharist. By far, this is the greatest time of our lives because we already get a glimpse of what heaven will be like. If we continue to do that in our lives, making the Eucharist as priority through Our Lady and the Rosary, God willing, Jesus will tell us after we pass, well done, good and faithful servant, come enter into the joy of your Lord.